Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to week five in the NFL. Once again, we've survived. This is your host, Kaz, from Blog Talk Radio. I have your co-host, Mike, here, and we are going to kick off today's show doing something a little different. I have been known as the queen of trivia for football for the past few weeks. So today, we're going to let Mike open up with a trivia question. We've got a great fan giveaway for you. Good morning, Mike. What's going on today? Uh, just trying to uh, wake up after that uh, debacle that the Bears had last week. So I've been in a, a, a slumber for about seven days and hope to get up out of it today. You, 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 you hear know, a change we're in gonna my talk, voice. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk yeah. about that. So I did let all the fans know that we're we're really big on trivia and NFL history from the beginning of time. So I let everybody know that you got a great two-part question. So I think you should hit the fans with a question, and let's see who answers us first. Okay. Like she said, it's a two-part question with a two-part answer. The question is, at what point did the Super Bowl, at which Super Bowl did they start calling the Super Bowl the Super Bowl and which team's owner coined the term Super Bowl? So now we're really going to see how many diehard football fans we have. The first person to get the question right can either hit us up on Facebook at, where is it, Mike? Where is it? Uh, it's on Facebook. No, it's Facebook.com slash Football Fan Rush Radio. Or you can hit us on Twitter at FootballFanRush. The first person to get the answer correct will definitely give you a huge shout-out, and you get a wonderful free giveaway. I know my NFL stuff T-shirt from FootballFanRush staff. So we're going to open where my co-host Mike is a little sad. He had a hard time watching the Lions do what they did watching, to the Chicago Bears. Watching better where it would be stomaching. <laughs> that 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 was Reggie Bush looked like the fastest player on the football field. Nobody wanted to to play some defense. A lot of people were talking about how bad color was. I could have got over how bad color was. I was looking like the Bears did not stop the ball. I I, I mean so do that, we have that was the worst issues that was the worst Chicago? defense I've ever seen. That was the worst defense I've ever seen a Chicago Bears team play ever. And I've seen some bad games. I've seen some bad games. I've seen the Bears get their butts whipped. I can think of times like the 49ers in recent years, uh, in 2010 when the, the Patriots kicked the Bears behind. But those were games when the team just outplayed us. The Bears' defense looked like they had didn't play football the uh, last week. It's like, wow, have you all ever so played do you, defense? So do you honestly think they came into this game just taking the Lions too lightly? Like they just, with the Lions' history, just refused to believe that the Lions this season could honestly be the truth, and they just really weren't ready for what the Lions had to match up I don't, against them. I, I, I've heard people say that, and even if some of the young players take people for granted, I don't think your Lance Briggs, your DJ Williams, your Peanut Tillman would ever take anybody for, for granted. I just think they just were horrible. And I don't feel comfortable saying that 
But I don't know what was going on out there. I mean, the middle of the Bears' defense just looks bad. I mean, Henry Melton was out the game, but he wasn't the only part. The, the, the defensive tackles need to step the game up, and if they're not going to step their game up, they need to get some more defensive tackles. As to the fact that Major Wright seems like a bust, um, mm. because literally it looks like every player on the field just takes the, the theory, okay, yes, the Bears have some great cornerbacks, so we will go, we will throw the ball in the middle of the field. And that's what they did. They threw it in the middle of the field. And with it in the middle of the field, uh, now you've got to get Peanut Tillman, uh, Peanut Tillman and Tim Jennings to leave their player because nobody else is doing their job. And it, the heart of every defense is in the middle of the field. Your your corners are, are stopping big plays, but the heart of your defense is in the middle of the field. And the Bears' heart looks like it was just taken last week. So now you're telling me all of this, and, and I know it's because you're very emotional about the Bears. And it, it, it was a little... Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of a shock to see. I was sort of happy for the Lions, and I was like, wow, I didn't think the Bears would come in here and look like this. We've seen that Jay Cutler before, so I, I was not surprised. You don't know it's the tale of two two Jays. Like, you don't know which game right. you're going to get Jay or Jay. So, right, I, I, was, I was shocked at how the defense played. I was shocked at, at the secondary. I mean, Peanuts putting his all on the field, and every week he's questionable, he's probable, he's doubtful. Today he's hopeful, and he's out there playing his heart out. So I do agree with the major right comment. But then we, we look at the Bears, the Bears have practiced. What moves have you seen them make to, to take on the Saints? Like, the Saints have a resurgence. I mean, they got Sean back. And true indeed, Drew Brees here is 0-4. And the grass field that's here at Soldier Field is a little bit different. It, it, it's not – the friendliest place it's to not play a fr- football. It's not a fast really, it's, it's not. But with what we've seen so far in the preseason and the start of the season, will the Saints be able to capitalize on every mistake that they've seen that they were able to watch in last week's game against the Lions and the fact that they have a, a whole new resurgence with Sean Payton and quite, and, and, and quite a few moves? I mean, are we going to see this all over again? The scary part is, even without them looking at film, and I know they did, they're a professional football team, but even without them looking like at film, uh, the the if they just played their game, they can concentrate on two players and the Bears would be in trouble with Jimmy Graham and Darren Sproles. This is not going to be a good day if the Bears don't, tighten up in the middle. I mean, uh, the best thing about it is the Bears' offense should have been able to give the defense some good practice with Matt Forte and and uh, Martellus Bennett because Matt Forte's game is a lot of catches out of the backfield similar to that of Darren Sproles. Uh, Martellus Bennett is built the same way as Jimmy Graham. He's not as athletic, but built the same way. And hopefully the defense is prepared. 
the unfortunate okay, I thing. Right here. I gotta I gotta stop you right here. You are so heartbroken about this Lions game. The excitement is just not there in your voice. I mean no, the no, L no, is no, already no. in the book. Trust, you know, trust me, I I am I am there. It's just that I'm not uh I'm not going to sit up here and just rubber stamp the Bears winning today's game. And I am literally looking at every aspect of it. Yes, I want my Bears to win. Let's keep it real. I'm going to rock a Bears uh, sweatshirt or a jersey regardless. But it's not – I was already nervous about this game before the Bears played the Lions. After the Bears playing the Lions, it's, it's gonna, it would make any fan look really hard because let's uh, – the Lions' offense aspires mm-hmm. to be the Saints' offense. Let's keep that real. The uh, They got Colston, they got Graham, and they got Sproles. They have Drew Brees. While Matt Stafford would love to be Drew Brees. Yes, Calvin Johnson is the greatest thing. We they, They're out there. But the other thing that – that is is so scary. The Bears went up against the play calling of the Detroit Lions last week. Now we're going up against Mm -hmm. the play calling of Sean Payton. Because even if for some strange reason the Bears contain, I won't say stop, but let's say the Bears contain the the Saints in the first half, Sean Payton is one of the best at adjustments at halftime. One of the absolute yeah. best at adjusting. Yeah. And, uh, and I would hope and pray, I would feel much better if the Bears don't necessarily contain the the uh, the Saints in the first half. Because that would basically, I would hope that would lull them to sleep as far as the Bears making their adjustments. Because literally the, the best coaches, have excellent third quarters. And Sean Payton notoriously makes the greatest adjustments for the third quarter. Because literally, he he puts distance in that quarter, and by the time the fourth quarter hits, it, it it's over with. Now, one of the greatest things that I can say about the Bears this year is it used to be in the past, if the game, if the Bears weren't coming back by the end of the third quarter, the game was over with. Well, that has not been their history this time around. I will give it to them the fact that that score from last week's game was not indicative of how bad it was. They kept playing. They kept playing until the clock says zero. And that is the one thing that I am so excited about because the Bears play to the zeros now. It does not feel good that they have to play to the zeros, but they play to the zeros. And so what is that? So what for looking 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 at last week, looking at last week, and looking at what they're up against today? What adjustments? And, and your biggest thing is on defense. What just just break it down? What true adjustments should the Bears be making? Who who should they be covering, double covering, backing off of them? I and what with what they have, with what they're marching out on the field with today, how do you so think the Bears do, can what contain I would like the Saints to, offense? I would like to see, and I don't think they're going to do it, 
What I would like to see is that middle linebacker position rotate in and out. Basically, instead of like, uh, basically have a a two middle linebacker uh, game, similar to the way some college teams do two quarterback games. Rotate them in and out because Jonathan Bostic is young. He he's not the better middle linebacker, but he can be a momentum changer. From time to time, you have that young that young buck in there, putting a stop, putting a hat on Derek Sproles. DJ Williams is a much smarter, much more veteran grizzled veteran feel to it. He's going to be much smarter about the game. I think he's the better option for the Bears, but I would love to see Jonathan Bostic get in there because also Jimmy Graham uh, cannot be covered by D.J. Williams. He will outrun him in a heartbeat. Our safeties are not big enough to handle Jimmy Graham. Have Bostic in there, I would love to see like, yeah, them young legs can possibly keep up with Jimmy Graham, and we already know he's big enough now, and strong I, enough to put a hit on him. I want I want to throw something at you, sort of uh, mismatch wise, and that is, I can honestly see. This, this might sound weird or far fetched, but I can honestly see Tim Jennings kind of outplaying Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is a big guy, and he's fast. He's he's fast for his for his size and, and weight and height. He really is. But I could really see Jennings kind of taking him out of this game. No, I, 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 can, I, I can see it. I can see it because in my eyes, the, the, the biggest problems a lot of times, especially when it comes to, to a lot of corners, is the little fast shifty dudes, the, the, when, when Adrian Peterson gets loose or, you know, what, what we saw from Reggie Bush. But you kind of know where this man is going. You almost know where this ball is going to fall. And I think Jennings' style of play, and I know it's a mismatch, it, it, the, the size and everything, but I think it, it might work for that reason. But I wouldn't uh, be surprised if you saw that and a few players today. I wouldn't be surprised if it, the, the rotation forces it to happen, but I would not expect that it would be a design situation because – Let's just look at some of the bigger receivers that Tim Jennings has had to cover this season or last season. When a big receiver is on him, he cannot cover that person. He's great at covering. He's a good coverage uh, cornerback, and he can intercept the ball, but he cannot handle a guy bigger than him. Uh, and that's why Peanut Tillman is always on the bigger receiver. So then receivers. what happens when he has to, when he's getting blown by the guy smaller than him? He's got to handle somebody. Right. I mean, he does, it does get happening. Um, famously, Steve Smith uh, blew him the whole game last season, and all of a sudden at one play, Tim Jennings made a great pick six play at the end of the game because Steve Smith fell down. Uh, what I will say Tim Jennings will do, he will continue to play, he will stay on you, and he, if you make a mistake or you trip up, he will capitalize, but I don't think that Jim, Tim Jennings could cover Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is built like a power forward. Uh, Tim Jennings is built like a a shooting guard. And not even a, I won't even give him small forward status. He's built like a shooting guard, and that's like putting that's like putting Jimmy Butler on on freaking Karl Malone. It's just not a good I idea. I wouldn't be shocked if 
but I wouldn't be shocked if we saw it and if that might be a difference maker. So going into your thoughts when it comes down to the quarterback situation. Again, we never know which Jay Cutler is going to show up. So that's that's, mm-hmm. that's it. That's all. We, we understand that. And we also know that this is not the friendliest place that Drew Brees has played the QP, QB position for the Saints here in Chicago. But what are we going to see today? Because people are, are really comparing these two, especially from what we see on paper. What do you think we're going to see from Drew Brees? I mean, is this going to be like the outstanding Drew Brees that we've never seen before at Soldier Field? And is good Jay Cutler going to show up? See, one of the things that I give Jay Cutler the advantage for in today's game is he knows the wind of Chicago. The weather today, yesterday was 80 degrees. It drops to the 60s today, and that will work in the favor of Chicago players. If it gets windy out there, the wind whirling, that will work in Jay Cutler's favor because of his arm. But also what will work in his favor is his teammates are used to running in that bogged-down grass. And also, his teammates make great cuts, and the the defense of the Saints may not be able to make those fast, quick cuts. Additionally, Drew Brees' players are contingent on speed. That that field is not conducive to speed, so. While I believe Drew Brees is a better quarterback, I would give Jay Cutler the advantage, not based on Jay, but based on what his team, what his teammates get to do. Now, with the O line, now you want to compare O lines. Do you really think that um, the O line for the Bears is going to show up and give Jay Cutler more time in the pocket? I, I do like the O line that the Saints are playing with. It's not. Mm-hmm the best O-line that I've seen, but they actually do give Drew time in the pocket to, to make effective plays, and they create some, some amazing holes. So what are we going to see on the Bears' side of the ball when it comes to that? I think the Bears' side of the ball is going to do more than fine uh, simply because simply because the, the reality is, although Rob Ryan has their defense playing excellent, their their defensive line is not comparable to Detroit's defensive front four. Detroit's defensive front four is is ridiculous. And I think the Bears line also by us doing so bad last week against Detroit, it gave Tressman something to 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 concentrate on and all week. And literally I believe the Bears will be prepared for it. Uh, All righty. So. It, 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 it's it's going to be basically Rob Ryan is going to have his defense prepared to to attack Jay Cutler, but Jay Cutler, bad Jay will come out if the line does not protect him. I'm expecting J- good Jay to be there today. Bad Jay comes out usually when the line does not protect him. And Jay didn't have any time last week. Even when he wasn't getting sacked or fumbling the ball, he was getting rushed on every play. 
Yeah. I I I literally think that line needed a game like that to show to pull apart their deficiencies. So I'm not saying. So you think they're able to bounce back against the Saints? I mean, Jay Cutler in general notoriously has an excellent record with the Bears after having a three interception or more game. He's five and one after having a three interception or more game with a loss. So up against the Saints, so so we'll have yeah, to Yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 it's not like the Bears. Are, he's coming back and he's playing. He's playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do understand that. He's playing against the Saints. I'm not saying today's going to be an easy game, but I am saying that this is going to be a battle. This is going. We're going to see two offenses. We're going to see two defenses. I feel like the Saints are playing defense the way the Bears should be playing defense with some power, some strength, some some mustard on every hit. The Bears are still playing defense, but it don't feel like Bears defense. Bears defense makes it feel like they're roaring at you, like a bear screaming at you every play. Yeah, that don't feel like we're doing. We're playing like we have 11 Deion Sanders out there. And although Deion Sanders is one of my favorite players in football history, I want somebody that's going to hit you. I want – if I had to choose between uh, on a Bears team, I love Deion Sanders. He's my favorite corner of all time. But Rod Woodson would hit you. That wasn't Dion's game. Rod Woodson would hit you. That that's what I want to feel like. If I got if I got Dion on one side, I want to have Rod Woodson on the other. And I don't feel like the Bears are doing that right now. I just don't. It, it really feels like the only player on the Bears defense that has come to play every week is Lance Briggs, and he is. You can hear it. When he talks after the game, he is upset with his teammate. He is wondering he is, why. He is. What he's are very y'all passionate doing? about him. Yeah, I mean, he's always been passionate, but part of it you can obviously tell is he's the leader this year. He doesn't have Brian Urlacher on his side and in the middle calling folks out. It's his job, but it, it's just different. It is just different. So we're saying that it's just different. We're going to, right now, at this moment, wrap up the Saints-Lions matchup. I am, I'm sorry, oh, my God, the Saints-Bears matchup. I so have Detroit on my mind. I am actually going with the Saints today. I just feel like they've just got a better advantage. They're better with the ball. They protect Drew Brees. I know they've got quite a few Murphy's Law debacles to tackle when it comes to the field and and the type of turf that's in Soldier Field, when it comes to how they play their game, how they close their game, the adjustments that they make, I think they may have the Bears numbers this week. So I'm actually going with the Saints. And you, sir, Mike, who are you going with? See, first of all, I'm not liking that you picked against the Bears two weeks in a row. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I, I noticed that. Um, actually, and you picked against the Bears <laughs> at least three times this season because you picked against you picked the Bengals against the Bears in Week One. I'm not I'm not enjoying that. I do pay attention mm-hmm. to that. And this, um, 
I have picked the Bears every week this season. And probably sounding like a Bears homer. You don't have a problem with that. I honestly don't know today. I want to pick the Bears, and I can come up with a bunch of reasons on why the Bears should win. I can also come up with a bunch of reasons why the Saints could win. I truly don't know. And this would be one of those, and all my my fellow Bears fans that are Bear Downing right man, they'll probably say, how are you not picking the Bears? I may have to pick the Saints, but I'm not even confident in that pick. I am not confident <laughs> in either pick on other on either side of that. So 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 I, should we come back to you at the at the at the end before the broadcast and should we come back uh, you to can, you like you had to do last you week? You can come back okay. to me on that one, but I'm not gonna be confident in either side of that pick by the end of this show. One hour I won't know what my pick will likely be, which will be too late until a quarter into the game. And y'all well, don't wanna hear me <laughs> at that point. Wow. Well, we're gonna we're gonna move on to another big matchup that I have kept my eyes glued to, read about, research, got a lot of inside information, and that is the Lions marching into Lambeau Field. I mean, it's been over 21 years since the Lions got a win there. But before we even get into that in detail, I want you to put the today's trivia question back out there. It's a two-part trivia question. First person to answer it right via Twitter at Football Fan Rush or on our Facebook page at, face, at Football Fan Rush Radio will win a great, cool prize, a Football Fan Rush T-shirt, which says, I know my NFL stuff. So, Mike, go ahead with that question again. That question is, at which Super Bowl did they start calling the Super Bowl the Super Bowl? And what team team's owner coined the term Super Bowl? Yes, so we are Super now Bowl gonna have yes. <laughs> we are gonna have Mike go ahead and put that question up on both our Facebook page and our Twitter page. First person to answer correctly once again is the complimentary football fan rush. I know my NFL stuff. T-shirt. So now we are ready to tackle this this matchup with a new look lion and a trying to salvage what we have Green Bay Packers team. What we've seen from the Lions this season, even in their loss, they look completely different than what the NFC has been used to in the last few years. NFC North rather than the last few years from the Lions. Total new look. They've got so many offensive weapons, and I can't believe that, that Matt Stafford is doing the job that he's doing. I knew he was a, a really good quarterback, but, I mean, he's he's really taking this team to another level. But then they're going in to meet up, match up with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been able to take the worst situations and – turn him into wins. Like, he's phenomenal. He's also been one of the quarterbacks that has been the most sacked in in the league, and yet they've still been able to pull it out. But with injuries, injury woes, missing some key players, can they actually be enough to stop the Lions in Lambeau Field today? Literally, the the Lions' defensive line, or front seven in general, is going to have a field day with getting past the offensive line. 
But Aaron Rodgers is not Jay Cutler. He will scramble the heck out of a play and either get it downfield or run with it. He's he's excellent at turning nothing into something. You can look at him and expect a loss of yards, and then he ends up with a 30-yard gash with his feet or his arm. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is, is the truth. I've seen Aaron Rodgers pull out some, I mean, that that's his true veteran QB play. But though I, I love Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not a Packers fan at all, but I, I can't go against Aaron Rodgers, is that enough for what they're matched up against today? I mean, the defense that the Lions come in the game, like we, we just got through speaking about what they what the front four did last week against the Bears. And and the Bears aren't ailing as bad as the Packers are. So are we going to watch the Lions do this again to one of the top teams or, or what has been for, for a couple of years the top team in the NFC North? What I think we're going to see is the reality is the Lions' defense is going to get to the quarterback, but – the difference between the Lions getting to Jay, Jay, I was about to say Jay Rogers, uh, Jay Cutler versus Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers doesn't get shook up as easily. So if they sack him, he just says, okay, time for the next play, and he can react well. So I am expecting to see him not get rattled, or even if he does get caught a few times, he'll come out on the next play, and this potentially could be a high-scoring game not showing how good both sides' defense actually is. I'm so you going think to it's going to be? Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the Lions. I mean, I'm going to pick the the Packers to fall to one and three this week. But I don't think that will technically show how that I mean, how good or bad the Packers really are, because the Packers, if they fall to gate again today, they will have lost to the Niners, the Bengals, and the Lions, three res- more than respectable teams to lose to. So I, I am, I am thinking that the the Lions are going to win, but it's not going to be. Uh, uh, so you don't think it's going to be an easy game? It's not going to no, be a cakewalk. I, I'm a, it's not going to be a cakewalk. I'm thinking that Aaron Rodgers is going to try to carry the team. He just won't be able to carry them enough. Now, we do have, have a question. Go ahead. No, I'm listening. We do have a question. This week, Mike and I had the pleasure of being guests on In Much Less Detail, which is another great sports show. We were guests. And the host, Andre Ross, did send us a question. And it's a Clay Matthews question, and we even want to hear from the fans. He would like to know if we think that in this game, on the defensive side of the ball for the Packers, is Clay Matthews going to be the difference and what could actually catapult the Packers to a win today? Does it all fall on Clay Matthews' shoulders to really contain the Lions 
offense. I think Clay Matthews will stop Reggie Bush from running on that side of the ball. I would be more confident if Clay Matthews was an inside linebacker for that question. I think he's an excellent outside linebacker, but for that question, Reggie Bush will just run up the middle and the other side of the ball. What is great about Clay Matthews, though, is he's not slow. And because he's not slow, even if Reggie Bush gets past the front three on that 3-4 defense, Clay Matthews is not going to be slow to the ball. What will be in his favor and to the Lions' favor is if Clay Matthews gets around to the back and Reggie Bush gets that first quick step. But that does not always happen. Clay Matthews, what makes him so great is not just his strength. It's his speed. He reminds me of, Mm -hmm. I want to say Brian Erlacher in his early days. Erlacher could put a hit on you, but he was quick to the ball. That's why in the end of Erlacher's career, we he, you you didn't have that special oomph anymore because he what his greatest strength was was his speed. He, he, now, I do have to interrupt you, but let me let me shoot this out there because we are focused on this this matchup, and it's just come across that Calvin Johnson is inactive with the knee injury for today's game. So now, are we playing more in the Packers' favor to grab a win because he will not be playing? today against the back. That is going to hurt because they had already lost Nate Burleson. Now they lost the number one receiver as well. That is going to hurt. I might have to shift to the Packers based on that information <laughs> because I already had it being a close game. Um, mm, this will put much more of the game on Reggie Bush's legs. Ooh, we're going to find out if he's that workhorse today. He didn't have to be that workhorse last week because literally last week after the first half, Reggie Bush had already done his damage. And the sideline report just put it out. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's official. Calvin Johnson will not be playing today. So that actually kind of leans now in Green Bay's favor. Now, Green Bay is coming off of a bye. So I definitely yeah, hope they're paying attention. Go ahead. With them coming off of a bye, their legs are already fresher. Um, the, the, the Lions almost had a mini bye last week because of the way the Bears played. I, I'm going to have to go with the Packers now because I already thought it was going to be a close game. I was thinking one or two field goals was going to be the decision maker on that. I'm going to have to lean towards the Packers to to, uh, to come back to 500 now. So with and, Megatron out of the game. It, it, it literally tells it literally tells the Packers' defense where they can concentrate. 
So I, I was definitely with this game. I was going to go out on a, on a whim anyway, and I was really going to go just with the veteran style and play of Aaron Rodgers and how he leads his team and how he constantly marches them down the field. I just felt like the maturity of the Green Bay Packers was going to topple the Lions. But I did think it was going to be a close game because the Lions' defense, oh, oh my goodness, you wow, that, that front four, their secondary, I mean, they're on top of it. They, they are really on top of it. And watching Reggie Bush get loose, it's like watching him in his days when he was first drafted and he was first playing with the Saints. It's like fresh legs everywhere. I mean, I really enjoy watching it. So I'm going with Green Bay today. But I will say this, I would not be shocked if the Lions can edge it out, even without, even though they're without Nate Burleson and they have just announced there will not be a Calvin Johnson. They still play pretty good, solid football. We'll have to watch the plays that are being called. But, again, my initial gut feeling is to go with Green Bay. I mean, they're fresh off a of bye. Like you said, they've got fresh legs. They're veteran style of play. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers, Clay Matthews. I mean, it, it, it's going to be a, a really good matchup, but I think they might be able to overcome. What are your thoughts? Well, my original thoughts were – to go with the the Lions, but that that Calvin Johnson thing may just have swung it in the other direction because people have been concentrating on Aaron Rodgers and ignoring how good of a defense the the Packers have actually have. I mean, that is a very offensive driven team, but their defense is no slouch. No, not at all. Despite everything and, and even a couple key off-season uh, moves and, and changes at position and then the definite key loss, you know, their defense is not ready to give up yet at all. Yeah. So are you just... now swinging the way – now, I'm sorry, who who's going to possibly be the victor in this game? Yeah, you, you, you're going to keep pushing me, so I'm going to actually say the Packers. <laughs> And if you record you that one, they can hear it in my day. voice. Oh, you are having, I'm a, not bad having day. a bad day. I've you, excited. you have I'm not, like you've not come back from the from the Bears' loss. I mean, you know, yeah, they're I'm, not the Patriots. They're going to lose a couple, and it, it was a shocking loss. They're going to lose a couple, and then you know, it's a hard thing to say the Packers may pull this out today. Uh, I mean, I ain't got no problem with that. It's it's it's. It's being realistic with myself as far as with the Bears. Like I said, no, they were never going to go 16-0. and I don't have a problem with a loss. I have a problem with being embarrassed. They embarrassed the crap. The Every synonym you can think of for the word I'm avoiding saying out of the Bears. Literally, and when he- fans were actually watching that game and had to go change their underwear after watching that game. Do you think it was more the plays that were called, or just the Lions just had their number? They just outplayed them in every aspect of the they game. They outplayed them. The Lions outplayed the Bears, but it wasn't just that the Lions outplayed the Bears. It looks like the Bears could have known the play the Lions were going to call, and it still would have done us no good. And that's not a good feeling to have. I mean, I literally look like they knew the play. 
and Reggie Bush ran it anyway. They knew the play, and Matt Stafford threw it downfield anyway. It's, they just looked bad. And I was less upset with Jay Cutler than I was with the defense. I, I mean, Jay Cutler looked horrible in that game. But I was well, like, and like you said earlier, it's always the tale of two Jays. So we never know which Jay Cutler is going to show up. I'm quite sure that most Bears fans did not appreciate the Jay Cutler that showed up last week. But was that the only problem? I just saw so many stops on the defensive side of the ball that the Bears just completely missed. I mean, Reggie Bush I mean, was hitting holes like it was like the dog show and they were holding a ring up. I mean, it was unreal I mean, to watch that. Man, oh, gosh. It was like they parted like the Red Sea. They literally opened up those holes for him. And Jay Cutler was trying to – Jay Cutler was trying to win the game for the Bears. He kept trying to throw them – open, and he's not that quarterback. He's not that guy. Play within his game, and he just did not play within his game. He is a... He is a... Bottom line is bad. Mm -hmm. They showed up, and it literally, everything about that game looked bad. So we definitely want fans to, to share their thoughts and and just let last week go. We saw what happened when the Lions took care of the Bears, but what adjustments do you think the coaching staff of the Bears has made to go up against the New Orleans Saints who've come out and just shocked the world between them and the Dolphins? I don't know which is the biggest shocker. You can definitely give us a call at 646-200-3724. You can share your thoughts. You can log on and follow us at Football Fan Rush Radio or Blog Talk Radio and, and chat with us and share your thoughts. So we want to hear some predictions from fans. Like I said today, I'm going with the Packers, and I'm going with the Saints. I really do think this time the Saints can pull it off. And, again, I mean, if you did not know, as of a few minutes ago, Calvin Johnson for the Lions has been ruled inactive for today's game, so he will not be playing. So those may be – really good pluses for the Packers to take advantage and a possible win. I, I literally want to see the Bears play with some fire in their bellies. I, If the Bears lose today, I will be okay with a loss, but it looked like they came to play. And that's what I feel like the Bears didn't do last week. I want them to look like they came to play. In that in that Lions Packers game, you you know they're going to come to play. We know the we know the Saints are going to come to play against the Bears. They're going to keep in mind that they don't have a good record playing in Chicago, so they're going to come to change that that thought process. Even with the Vikings and on bye week this week, last week they came to play. They were like, "We're sick of losing." Yeah, I want the big. It, 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 it was. Want... It was. It was great for me to see as as a, a Vikings fan. I I go up and down with the ship, but I love them. So that was a really great game to see to take advantage of the fact that we have no idea what Big Ben is doing or has been doing, or even if he knows where he is. His, his style of play this season has 
just not been what we've been accustomed to with from Ben Roethlisberger. So to take advantage of every aspect and, and to hold on to pull off a win was, was phenomenal for the Vikings going into a bye. And it was crucial for the Steelers going into their bye because they're now sitting on 0-4, which is like the biggest shot to everyone in the sports world or, or, or football. Like they cannot believe that the Steelers are sitting on 0-4. No one could believe that, but the greatest thing about the Steelers' current team is that even if they go with a losing season this year, people are confident in Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin will have his team ready, and will, And I would not want to be in those meeting rooms, period. They, the Steelers don't fire coaches. On a whim, they 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 trust who they've hired. They will be fine. It, it so are you saying like are, are you just are you just counting the rest of the season out for my time? I'm like, what well, what are you what are you saying when it comes to the Steelers? Like, uh, is it this? Uh, uh, they're on four. They're not making the playoffs. They're on four. <laughs> they're, 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 the way they're, they're playing, they're uh, not making the playoffs. Right, they're not making the playoffs. It's 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 uh, it, Mike Tomlin is is going out there coaching with pride. Like, look, we ain't gonna look this bad all season. So it 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 just it's he's gonna play with some. He's gonna have his players ready to play to play with some pride. But I would not want to be the. I would not want to be in the same division as the Steelers next season. You, you honestly think they're going to make a comeback next season? We'll have to see what the off season brings for right. the Steelers. They, they, I, I, they're, I, gotta they're, they're. I, I don't even – I think it's just way too early to even call that. And, you know, I am definitely, 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 definitely proud of what I was able to see from the Vikings. I know they can play even better than that, but to hold on to get that win was – Tremendous. So take that into a buy. Get fresh legs. Be able to relax coming from the UK. Get back on the practice field, really study film, and then go up against Cam Newton and his boys next week, which they're coming back from their week off today, but we've got to see what they look like today in order to kind of see how that matchup is going to go against the Vikings next week. I mean, do you have any Cam Newton and, and, and Panther thoughts? Uh, Cam Newton is still trying to prove that those first few games in his rookie season weren't flukes. And, yes, they destroyed the Giants this year, but that isn't going to be enough. So I really would not want to... Pick one way or the other. I would like to see Cam Newton be successful. I would love to see Cam Newton be successful, but he needs some more weapons. Uh, Steve Smith is getting long in the tooth, and even if he wasn't, Steve Smith cannot is not your is not a big receiver. He he's going off pure speed and route running. Sometimes you just need somebody that can just jump up and go for the ball. 
You're not getting that with Steve Smith. He needs a tight end that's not ancient in football age. He needs, well, I just said not ancient in football age, and he's got the Bears tight end, so he's got a good tight end. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got a good tight end. He's got great. He's got 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 Greg Olson, so I don't know what I was thinking with that one, but I think he just needs some more weapons. He needs some better running backs because literally um, one of them got paid and he hasn't shown up since he got paid. The other one just never panned out. Jonathan Stewart just doesn't seem like he he was in his rookie year. And D'Angelo Williams, after he got his check, was like, all right, now I got paid. Now I can relax now. So it's not all on Cam's shoulders. So you sort of feel like, you know, it, it, it's a lot going on. And and I mean, you know the media and so like, many stress that it's on Cam's shoulders. There's, there's just a, a disconnect going on in the team. I think the biggest problem is the head coach is a great defensive coordinator. They need, an, they need a coach. They need somebody that can coach Cam Newton. Similar to the way the Bears needed somebody that could coach Jay Cutler. No matter how bad he looked last week, I don't even think you can say, and you're a huge proponent against Jay Cutler, can say that Jay Cutler has not looked different this season. Come on, what? <laughs> I don't like Jay Cutler. No, you don't How like Jay Cutler. No. I mean, but that, that's my point. And that, <laughs> He's uh, just not my favorite quarterback. quarterback. I won't say that I don't like him. He's just not my favorite quarterback. But it still fits for my point. It still fits for my point. You cannot say he has not looked different this season. He's he's looked a lot better. I think he he's a lot more confident in his receiving core, and and it yeah, shows. It, it, even though it it does show, it it does show. And he's gotten a little bit more time to hang in the pocket to make completions. Has he completed them all? No, but he's got some pretty good looks. Right. So and he he does he does I mean, look better. I I do think he's happier with his. The change in the coaching overall, staff. I think he's a lot. His happier. overall situation has gotten better. Not just his coaching staff. His line has gotten better. He's got two receivers on each side that are actual receivers. He's just overall more confident. And even if it just was his his coaching staff has instilled in him, like, look, you you have the weapons. We're going to give you what you need. Now it's your turn to do it. Even if that conversation is all that needed to happen, he's much better with knowing that. So literally, yeah, he's, he's, you, you can see you can see the the confidence factor. You can see that he's a lot more comfortable with more than just a connection to to Brandon Marshall. If Brandon Marshall's not double, triple covered and, and can't get open, he's he's definitely more comfortable. And to bring it back it's, to it's the original, to bring it back to the original question, you can't say that about Cam Newton right now. Cam Newton, when he's out on that field, he feel like. It's him by himself. You can tell. It's like in the in the post games, he's blaming himself because that's what you want a quarterback to do. But you can read his look on his face. He don't feel like he's got what he needs out there, and his coach is not calling plays to to his needs. Ron Rivera, excellent defensive coordinator, is so good of a coordinator oh, yeah. that. Lovey Smith, Lovey Smith got rid of him. Get him out of here because he's going to take my job. Um, 
he went the through. Lust of he went to San. Well, go ahead. No, they didn't say that publicly. <laughs> but, but we all believe. Ah, uh, no, they didn't. But all right, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he he went he went to San Diego. Did a great job there. Did so great of a job in the two stops he had that he was get, he was afforded the opportunity of a head coaching position. He might even be a good head coach in the future. This was not that time period. He might even be better because one of the things that you can look at the Panthers and see, their defense is great. They held the Giants to zero points. Their defense is great. And they do will you do think that's hard do. with the Giants this season, though? I just that's a whole another conversation. Do you honestly think that that's really hard with the Giants this season? No, that's not hard with the Giants. Oh, but holding okay. any team to holding any team to zero is, is means you play defense. Right when, right when, when they're actually because even playing because football. Yeah, right. I, I, I mean, don't let's, know let's, exactly what the offense for the Giants is doing right now. One Maybe we just don't know what the defense. quarterback is doing. Maybe that's, that's okay. That's okay. Okay. Right, there we go. Uh, we, we see she doesn't like one of the Mannings either. Hmm. <laughs> one of the... No, uh, it's not. I absolutely love Peyton one. Manning. What are you talking about? He's all over everything I, I said have. one of the Mannings. I didn't say Peyton Manning. Uh, but uh, literally... With uh, a, a good analogy about to the Giants is one of the best defenses in the Seattle Seahawks. When they played the Jacksonville Jaguars, they even scored against them. So holding any team to zero is an accomplishment. It is. I mean, it is. Definitely holding they, any they're, they're team to zero. Is. They are awesome on, on the defensive end of the ball, and that, yeah, that they is are, a trait that we know here in Chicago personally from Ron Rivera. Just. His defensive structure is is amazing, and it's absolutely it's awesome. From his he is structure. definitely one of the best. One of the things that I missed this season about Ron Rivera, about all of the previous defensive coordinators we had, they came out there mad and angry. They was coming to bite your knees off. It don't. I don't feel that anger. That madness, like I want the Bears I don't either. to look like they got I rabies. Yeah. I want them. I want them to look like they have rabies out there. Yeah, I do. I, miss, I want I do rabid dogs. And I, and I think I that's kind of what Lance Briggs is trying to get his younger teammates who didn't experience that Ron Rivera era to to feel like the defense used to step on the field in like the passion and, and the way they played. I mean, they were just. Even if they didn't have a great season on the offensive side of the ball, people were like, oh, my God, we got to go in here and match up against their defense. Like, there was a fear, and they were consistent, and they were scoring defense. They scored just about on every takeaway, and you just don't see that intensity now. So we are coming to the end of the show, and I do want to touch on a few games around the league, get a few picks, and then put your actual trivia question back out there today. So we – Start off with the Bears and the Saints. I'm going with the Saints. Mike, you're going with the Bears, correct? Hello? I'm, I'm taking a deep breath because I don't know which uh-huh. one to go. I, I, I'm leaning so you're, towards. You're up in the air. So uh-huh. I'm leaning towards uh, not knowing. I, I'm up All in right. the air on that one. Well, I, we, I we've got another and, game. And we've got not, the line. We, 
We've got the Lions going into Lambeau. I am definitely going with the Packers today, especially with the the big key loss, not only with Nick Burleson, but today we find out that Calvin Johnson is inactive for this game, which is a major weapon for the Lions. I think it will be a good game, but I am going with the Packers, and I guess my co-host is going to go with him too, so I'll just say it for him because he will not say that. So just looking around the league, we do have a few teams on the bye, but we've got Seattle, in Indiana today, Baltimore and Miami. We've got the Eagles taking on the Giants, when, and this is a must-win for the Giants, definitely. We've got Jacksonville trying to hold it down against the Rams, Kansas City, and Alex Smith and his boys, which have been phenomenal this season. Going up against the Titans, Carolina and Arizona. Denver going up against Dallas, great matchup. We'll not be missing that game. We'll be tweeting all the highlights from that game. Houston's going to be hanging out with the 49ers. That'll be another good one. We've got San Diego and Oakland. And tomorrow we have the Jets and the Falcons matchup. And I love Geno Smith. He's getting a bad rap. So with that being said, we're coming to the end of our show. But before we end, one final time, Mike, put the trivia question out today and let everyone know it's a two-part question. This two-part question, I'm going to ask it one more time. At what point? Did the NFL start calling the Super Bowl the Super Bowl? Basically, at which Super Bowl did it first get called the Super Bowl? And what team's owner coined the term Super Bowl? So you can definitely answer us on Twitter at Football Fan Rush or hit us up on our Facebook page at Football Fan Rush Radio. And we're also going to have Mike put the question out on Twitter and Facebook just in case you didn't hear it. And the first fan with the correct answer will win a football fan rush I know my NFL stuff t-shirt so do you do you have the two minute warning Mike you want to close us out uh, to close us out what I will say for this week is the teams that are doing good in the NFL this year are coming to play with heart uh, the undefeated teams are playing with heart even the one-loss teams, the the Indianapolis Colts, they show they can play a physical game. The Saints are playing physical. Even even Peyton Manning's Broncos are playing physical. The Seattle Seahawks are trying to stomp a hole in your chest. And to me, that shows who came to play, and how hard they came to play. So that's so, it. That is your last two-minute warning piece. For Mike, we are signing off now. I'm your host, Kaz. That's your co-host, Mike. We will see you next Sunday with more week predictions from the NFC North. Thanks for tuning in to Football Fan Rush Radio. Have a great week and happy NFL Sunday. <laughs>